magic has me in its spell That old black magic that you weave so well Those icy fingers up and down my spine The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine The same old tingle that I feel inside And then that elevator starts to ride And down and down I go Greetings and blessings Greetings and blessings, Queen Mother May we all be lifted and May we all find the, the spell we need to manifest our destiny. Ashe. Ashe. So, my dear, my dear, what's happening with you? I am getting over a little bug. So I'm just a tad bit under the weather. Um, I hear an echo coming from my phone. Can you hear it as well? No, I can't hear echo, but I think that what happens is that uh, the echo happens when you on um, you have on uh, the the loudspeaker, the speaker mm-hmm. that you hear okay. echo on your own phone. Okay, because I'm not on the speakerphone. Oh, you not? I'm on the rec- no, I'm on the handset. And uh, I have the volume down on my computer. Okay, let me try to turn the volume down on this because the volume is a little high up. Do you still hear the speaker? I mean, the, the echo? Well, the echo is me. It's not you. But I don't hear it. No, I don't. I, I, think, I, had, I think I had uh, the, the um, sound up too high. All right, so okay. I am uh, excited because, one, I'm in New York City, and oh. two, um, I I know that they are going to release my nephew. You know, the spirit is mm-hmm. telling me that, you know, things are going well and that the judge wants to hear more information on the case. So he had more of a fair opportunity to make the right decision because they have to make the right decision because they already put him in there for 19 years for a crime. Yeah. But, you know, so many of our young men, young women doing time for crimes they didn't commit just because the police want to put it on somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. The policeman that did it, you know, that that uh, pins it on him, he can, took his life. He committed suicide. Mm. And then uh, the witnesses have, you know, recanted. They said that the police made them say that and told them, threatened their families, told them they know where they work and they, they, uh, one lady, she was uh, a Jamaican immigrant, told her that she, he know where her husband works and that they'll all be homeless, you know. They'll all have to go back to Jamaica. So mm-hmm. that in itself is a terrible thing. But 
what I'm happy about is that the story is now being told and they have no other choice but to listen. You know, and the judge, he needs to do the right thing in order for him to be at ease with his own conscience because the man that took his life knew he did dirty to a lot of people. You know? So it's just a blessing. It's cold as heck here, but it's not colder than Minnesota, so I still get back. Because you know Minnesota is below four degrees. I'm glad you're doing well, and I'm glad things are working out with your family. Okay. I probably only have an hour on the uh, radio because I am in New York and I don't want to interfere with other people's enjoyment of their place. Okay. Well, I don't have more than an hour this evening myself, so let's get down to a couple of things. I know um, last week we had spoke about sharing spells this week on the show, but before we go into that, um, I wanted us to give a little history as far as what are spells. That's it. You know, um, spells can be spoken and unspoken words, uh, incantations. Um, You can use symbols, uh, sigils, uh, different type of representations, all these things in the process of drawing, to you power or the energy in which you're going to use to cast um, your spell, meaning to, it's almost like putting out into the universe what it is that you would like to happen, what it is that you're trying to draw to you. Um, It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to originate in some, type of um, ancient form. There, there are many different ways that you can work with the intent of bringing something into fruition. And, and basically, um, you know, it's, it's, it's about you harnessing unseen forces and energies to fulfill your wish. It can be for love, success, spiritual growth, um, you know, it, it just depends on what your intents are. And, you know, they're going to combine the symbolism. They're going to combine the special materials that you use, um, whatever verbal incantations you, you choose, um, and the positioning of your body and all these different things to be in a, in a sort of harmonic balance to further increase the odds of your spell um, turning into reality. Okay, so that's that's kind of my <clears throat> my interpretation of what a spell is. Do you want to add anything to that, Queen Mother? Well, a spell is the intention. I agree with everything he said, and I just want to say that the intention. And you know, we have intentions in our mind all the time. You know, our thought act, our process. <laughs> It forms an idea, and 
many times, whether it's negative or positive, that idea manifests in some action that we do. Exactly. And self is no more than a concentrated action coming from whatever force that you deem it divine or self, you know, self-divine or other divine or universal divine, you know, is all in the intention, the concentration of energy and the belief system that goes with it because mm-hmm. a lot of people do spells and the only spells that they see working is uh, spells against them in which those are self-exing spells where you might you know, uh, send some negative energy on someone for nothing that they did to you, but because you're mad with them or whatever or something in your mind and you send out a energy of negativity and it comes back on you and which results with you having, you know, a lot of problems and, you know, and that's spell manifesting on you that you sent out into the universe on somebody else. I've seen that too. So are you referring to karmic laws? I'm sorry to hear you. I said are you referring to karma? Karmic laws? Oh yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Karmic laws are always at work in the universe. People don't, you know, see that that happens, but that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It's always happening in the universe, uh, spell work that we do, because we don't even know that every day we're creating a spell for living. Okay. Every day, you know, that we have thoughts about what we want to happen, our intentions are set and clear. And some people have the telekinetic power where they can make things drop at will and, you know, just be angry and stuff starts dropping. Uh, Some people have the um, fire energy that um, they bring a lot of passion with them, you know, and everything that they do is passion-inspired. So whatever comes is always abundant you know, in in the spell manifestation. So spells okay. manifest based on your energy source, you know. And it's every day. I mean, I love the name of this show because everyday magic is every day. Every day we use magic to live, you know. When we pray our kids out the door for a safe day to do school, you know, or we... Mm-hmm. Uh, pray for someone who's sick and they get well. You know, every day is a spell. You know, and prayer is the incantations to a lot of spell work. That's not um, as refined as using the energy of the ancestors in, in, in which they share their, um, you know, beliefs, and they pass it on. For example, um, my sisters and I, we don't put our pockets on the floor because we don't want to lose our money. 
So okay. our parent told us, our mother told us, you put that pocketbook on the floor, you're going to lose it. Or if you don't take care of your money, you're going to lose it, you know? Right, and, right. And, it, and it's true. You know, anything that you value, you got to take care of. You know, and, um, you know, certain things signal uh, messages from the universe, seeing a lot of pregnant people. When I was in the mother phase, when I seen a lot of pregnant people, I knew I was going to be pregnant. So, But now I know that someone in the family is going to be pregnant. So. Right. I see pregnant women because they're always all around us, but when they come in your face and you actually notice them, you know, and that's, you know, that happens even with a job, you know, some people go and they're all powerful. I'm going to get this job. It's going to be mine. I'm going to make so-and-so and next thing you know, they go to interview, they got a job. And and the okay. the reverse works as well. I'm not going to get this job. It's not for me, you know. And you don't get it. So we be hexing ourselves, putting negative spells on ourselves. Mhm. I think what turns a lot of people off is probably the terminology. Mm, Depends from what school of thought they come from, or what type of um indoctrination they're starting out with from youth. You know, a lot of these words are taboo or or not only that, a lot of these words and titles are interpreted for via meet the media or or let's say like Hollywood or that type of thing. So when they hear the word spell or magic, they automatically think fiction or they're thinking some type of uh, negative rituals or worshiping of certain deities, <coughs> excuse me, or, you know, that type of thing. And I think that deters people. But if I think if a person can find their way to see through the uh, these simple terminologies, and they're very, I, I call them baby words, because they're not very ancient words you know, or or that type of thing. It's they're as new as the English language for the most part. You know, a lot of them. <clears throat> so they you know, they're just viewed as a joke. But you have to I think a person has to think about what is their intent. Um, how do they perceive something? You know, um um, this is a quote that I love, and um, it says, um, magic is concerned with the conversion of universal energies into practical frequencies that can be utilized according to the needs of the occasion. So for the for the person, you know, for a lot of people, that would make more sense to them. So it's like, oh, what are we talking here? Are we talking the manipulation of energy, the utilization of things that are surrounding us in our everyday lives. Um, it can be the energy from plants. It can be water, the elements, fire, wind, earth. You know, just it means something different to different people, you know. But how we use it and and um, our success, for the most part, is contingent upon ourselves. The energy we we carry, 
um, like you said, you know, our desires, our wants, a lot of us are quote-unquote casting on a daily throughout the day, and we just don't even perceive it as that. You know, when a person says, I'm going to pray, you know, or I'm speaking over this, or I'm doing, you know, like that's what us quote-unquote magical folk <laughs> would say, oh, okay, you're casting your spells. You know, you're wielding your, your energy there. You know, you're working with nature, you know. So, I mean, it depends. It really depends on the person. You know what I'm saying? It really depends on the person. And, um, you know, as serious as you take it, I think when it's done with with uh, more knowledge and wisdom and intent, you have a greater chance of being successful in your endeavors. Not yes. to say that, you you know, because there are a lot of people that do things unintentionally and stuff happens. And to me, that's a, a testimony to the power that we all, you know, that resides within all of us. You know, but there are ways to increase the power. There, there are ways to channel it and be more focused and to increase the odds of you being successful. So, you know, that there lies um, the work of the practitioner. How do you do that? You know, I was talking with someone um, not too long ago, and, they, and we spoke on being healthy, that if the body is not right, then your magic is not right. You know, and I don't wholly agree with that because I have seen manifestations of people okay. who are in very poor health. So I think there's more to it than that, but I definitely acknowledge that that plays a major role in being able to do things. And that's just common sense. You know, you'd want to be in good health if you're going to climb a mountain, right? Yes, you do. It's as simple as that. You know, to me, it doesn't have to get all complicated and, you know, scientific and this type. No, I think certain things are just really simplistic, you know, and should be common sense. So with that said, tonight we're going to be sharing um, a couple of spells. It's good if you purify your environment before you put these things into practice. So as we're sharing the spells tonight, is it agreed? It's not that we're casting at this very moment. We're just giving you a couple of spells you know, that you might want to consider or let inspire you to create your own or, to, you know, maybe to do some research or things of that nature, you know. But I, I would advise you to first make sure you have a great vibe in your home, and you can do that by um, smudging is one of the things you can do, you know, um, to create that. I myself, I diffuse certain um, oils that change the vibrations in my environment. You know, um, you just want to have an overall balance and harmony in your environment. Um, It's good to make sure that you have all the tools and things that you're going to use on hand. You know, so sometimes it's almost like a shopping list. You write out your spell and then you gather up um, said materials, 
you know, through, I don't know, going to the shop, ordering offline, creating in your own kitchen, whatever. You know, make sure you have all that stuff together. Um, for a lot of spells, um, you might like for them to coincide with maybe the moon phase that will help to draw anything that will help to increase and draw to your cause. You want to have all that stuff in alignment and set up prior to starting your spell. So um, keep that in mind when we're telling you certain things. These are just, you're going to have to have those facts as a given, meaning you using your own common sense. Because we're not going to go into extreme detail about every little thing. But if you feel that you're a person who is ready to cast spells, then you should already know the fundamentals of casting and things of that nature. Um, do you agree, Queen Mother? Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm actually in you as you're speaking because you're speaking the truth. Um, I think we have someone on hold here that I would like to join the conversation if you wish. I'm going to open up your line 720. Are you with us? Hello. Hi. Yes. Good evening, ladies. Good evening, yes. Queen Mother. How are you? I am doing great. How are you guys doing? We are doing good. Kind of enthused about um, this segment of the show this evening um, because people have been asking for so long. You know, they want some spells. <laughs> so, yes. you know, um, tonight I thought it would be a good night to just put a couple out there. Nothing nothing that a novice shouldn't be able to pull off. And if anything, if they choose not to go with these particular spells, by all means it should inspire them at least to create their own. You yes. know, yes. but... Um, Okay, I just wanted to let you know that your line is open so you can chime in um, what, whenever you want with your wisdom. Um, Queen Mother. Yes. I'm going to let you start off um, uh, tonight with what you would like to share. How, what do you think? Well, I'd like to, uh, in honor of uh, Valentine's Day, as you would uh, share with me, uh, that that's going to be sort of a focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, of Valentine's Day, I'd like to uh, talk about a banishing spell for, uh, you know, re- 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 uh, relationships that are not good for us, that are together mainly because of a passionate connection. And I'd like to talk about a spell to cut that passionate connection and mm-hmm. it's a banishing spell for uh, I guess man or woman that you want to get rid of and what okay. you first have to do is you have to sit down and you have to create a list of how that person benefits your life and how that person doesn't benefit your life and so that mm-hmm. you can on the paper and generally for people who should not be together is going to be the negative side is going to be filled up and you're going to take that list and you're going to put it in a bowl with some dead flowers 
And for three days, three days, you're going to write down on every day the things that that person uh, doesn't benefit you, you know, for three days. You start first day with the list, benefits and negative uh, situations. The second day, you're just going to write the negative information. The third day, Mm -hmm. you're going to write the third information. And on the third day, which should be the third day of the new moon, you should have a black candle to uh, light up and ask for this relationship to be moved out of your way, to remove the blocks and not remove the blocks so you can have the relationship because the person is not going to change. The person is going to be the same. It's so that you can let go of those things that mean you no good. You're going to light the black candle and you're going to take and wish that person to their highest and greatest good away from you. On the next day, and you should have a seven-day candle. So the process is a 10-day uh, process. First day, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to have the, the list written down, ways that person benefits, the ways that that person doesn't benefit. And you see that you got a long list of no benefit. Next day, you're going to really dig deep and come up with some more stuff that that person should not be around you. And then on the third day, when you're doing your list, you're going to light a black candle. And you're going to send that person to their highest and greatest good. And every day, you're going to send that person to their highest and greatest good. On the fifth day, you're going to take the first five days of things that you got from the um, first days, and you're going to start to let them go, each one. You're going to say, I let go of whatever the person's name is, because they don't treat me the way I should be treated. They uh, don't share money. They don't, uh, they're selfish, you know. So I let this person go on to their highest and greatest destiny. I release them. And every day you're going to do that. And on the last day, you're going to take all your papers that you have written down and you're going to burn them. And you're going to light another black candle on the 10th day, because it should be a seven-day, two seven-day candles. And you're going to burn the list of all that this person does, you know, as far as negative things, and light the, the candle on that day and just release them from your life. Period. And you're going to get you some rue leaves and, or rue powder, and you're going to smell it every day. And when that person comes in your mind, you're going to smell it. And you're going to remember that you 
ascend this person to their highest and greatest good. At the end of that month, that person will no longer be in your mind. It'll be be gone. Mm. And for one that is very passion-connected, so you actually have to do that work to get unconnected from that passionate relationship. Whenever I do a releasing spell such as that um, for a client or myself, because it doesn't always have to be a romantic love interest, there are other forms of relationships that we like to get rid of, Um, just on a logical level, thinking when you want to invoke and you want to work with certain energies, you one of the things you could take into consideration is um, the process of decay, right? So you have something basically um, wasting away or, or decaying, you know. Um, so you can incorporate that thought process into those type of spells and rituals, you know, um, because the the whole premise is to get rid of something, you know. And for me, I think what better way than for it to naturally resolve itself. So I'll use materials um, that naturally decay, you know, over a certain amount of time. You know, it's like um, even... The process of, I don't know if you guys are familiar with free radicals and how that works, but I would take something like a banana or let's say an apple, which naturally decays. Some things more rapidly than others. Like a banana, it decays pretty fast um, when put in the right type of environment. So I would incorporate that into my spell. You know, there's so many different things. Queen Mother Ear just gave you um, one way that you could. But, uh, you know, keep your mind open. You know, tap into your higher self. Thousands of spells out there, and every day is more spells being, uh, you know, done and given energy to. I mean, there's always the universe telling us how to react and act on certain situations. So if the spell I gave is not the end-all, be-all. It's just one that I know works. Right. And so they have the option of using that spell, or they can use it to motivate and inspire them, you know, to maybe come up with their own. Right. But the wonderful thing is you have just, it's like, it's almost like seeding a thought. Like, wow, I didn't even think of that. You know, okay, and and it should inspire you to now start to consider other things that are possible. So know that us sharing these spells with you, you know, we we want you to be a free-thinking, innovative um, person when it comes to your magic. You know, when you can do that, the possibilities are endless. As long as, excuse me, as long as you work within the confines of the natural order. 
Aspect. You have to have a, a healthy respect for the natural order, you know. And I've never tried to go against um, the natural order of things. So if it is done, I'm, I'm unaware of it um, because I never try it and I don't really study that type of thing or, or research that. I always want to be in accordance and with the flow of That's things it. because, you know, to me, that's almost a sure way of success. Why would I decrease my odds by trying to undo, you know, the divine things that have already been done or set in motion? So, you know, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, Queen Mother, did you have another one, or that was the spell you were um, telling me about earlier? Well, um I have one uh, for um, to create a baby. <laughs> mm, okay. And, a, lot of, and, a lot of loving going on this month. <laughs> yeah. So that, that might come in handy. <laughs> you know, especially when there's a break in the relationship, there's anger, there's sadness. This is candle magic. I like candle magic is um, get a uh, bouquet of red flowers and uh, get some uh, honey and uh, not red flowers. I I meant red roses, excuse me, red roses, honey, and uh, red candles and some cinnamon. And you're going to mix the cinnamon and the honey and the flowers. And it gets pretty messy, but it's worth it in the water with you. And you're going to put up a red candle. And you're going to uh, pour on the spirit of the womb to refresh your womb so that you may be able to bear a child of love. And um, pretty much you uh, do a bath, and if you can get your mate to do a bath, that's even better. You are going to uh, have a, a mustard seed, which you are going to take and share uh, it goes from the male to the female. And the male chews the seed up a little bit, not even a little bit, maybe like just bite on it, suck on it, something like that, so it doesn't break all the way. And transmits that mustard seed into the female through, uh, of course, the kiss. And... um this bath, right before the bath, you should be. Can you hold on one minute? I'm just about to need to get some water. It's very hot in here. They have the heat on. Huh? After the bath is done, you're going to speak to the um, universe to request the child of love. And a child is a burden and a debtor. So a child 
has a right to know that they're going to be taken care of, and that's the kind of child you want to get. One that knows you have to take care of them because you asked for them. And so you send it into the universe and you want this child, and then you're going to do the mustard seed. And um, have around you uh, symbols of life. Tonk, you know, maybe a goddess, you know, the big goddess with the, um, you know, the, the large frame. Because she's the one that is, she's the uh, image of pregnancy, you know, the voluptuous body frame. And um, that energy is going to pull the spirit of the child within you. So in a month or so, you're going to be pregnant. So use that one wisely. Don't bring a child into the world you can't afford to take care of. Right, or you wouldn't want to attempt to um, do that if you're in a bad relationship, a dysfunctional relationship, because bearing children does not resolve that. Yeah, baby don't does not uh, make a man stay. If anything, it makes a man go faster because then you have two issues. Um, <clears throat> okay, so now we have uh, two spells that Queen Mother has shared with you. I hope they can be of some use or inspire you to uh, try and do different things. Um, I'm going to come from uh, another angle, which is spells I'm going to share with you, still kind of along the lines of relationship and attraction and things of that nature. Um, one of the things I'm going to share with you, a lot of you who know me and my work, um, I love working with herbs and things of that nature. So um, you know, I'm going to share with you right now. Excuse um, me. I love one minute. I I need to leave for a few minutes if that's okay. Okay. I'll just I'll go ahead with the spells that I'm going to share. Thank you. Okay, one of the spells that I'm going to share with you guys this evening, or shall I say a concoction, um it's called a love tea. Okay? And I guess the name speaks for itself. Now I have, you know, told you guys in the past. I personally don't think that there is a spell or anything that can bring about uh, love if it's not in the natural order of things. Can you make someone love you? I personally don't think so. I think that that seed has to have already been planted. I think it has to be something that already has the potential to blossom. So like with anything that's growing, because love is a process, anything that's growing, I think you can nurture it and encourage it, and I think you can remove blocks and hindrances. But to just create it out of thin air, you know, in a sort of sense, I personally don't agree with that. So I view it like you, you know, growing a plant or a flower or anything. I think it's almost the same process. So when we say the word love, you know, that has to be already in bloom in some form or fashion. And these things just help to 
uh, encourage them and nurture the ideal and the emotion. Um, now, that's a totally different thing, and that, yes, that's something that can be manipulated or almost manifested from nothing because you're working with something that can sometimes even be an illusion. So it doesn't even have to be quote-unquote real, you know. And so that's that's something different, and we, we can get on that as well. But let's go with the whole love thing. Okay, so for this love tea, you need one teaspoon of this tea blend, and it's gonna um, and it it'll make you one cup of tea. Okay, and this is for relaxing and celebrating love. So we're working with the vibrations and the energy, you know, and that type of thing. You're gonna have one part rose petal, and I'd like to say um, make it an ounce of each. One part rose petal one part lavender, one part jasmine, and a pinch of cinnamon. That's optional. Um, Depends on you. Anyway, you're going to blend all these herbs in a small jar. And to brew, you're going to pour one cup of boiling water over a teaspoon of this dry herbal blend. Um, And, of course, you're going to steep it. Um, Steep for about five to seven minutes. You're going to strain and you're going to drink it. Now, its magical associations are like love, happiness, peace, and harmony. For me, that has a lot to do with creating a hospitable environment for what it is I'm trying to invoke through my spellcasting. And that includes my, ment- you know, my mentality you know, and my emotions. So you want to have all those things in harmony and balance, and I think that that key helps. Uh, and it would especially help if you gave it to your lover, you know. So that's something that it, it doesn't just have to be for you, but with the consent of your lover, you can give them that tea. Mind you, I said consent <laughs> because, again, you know, we don't I'm, – I'm not into making people do certain things, you know, a trickery and deceit, especially when you're dealing with um, love. I don't think those things should be a factor. I don't think that they even work, but, you know, for those that do, you might want to reconsider if you have to resort to treachery and deceit, you know, to get something with someone such as love. So um, I would use this tea openly for myself and my lover, you know, to create the right mood, environment, and circumstances for whatever we would want to come after that, okay? Now, this is something else I'm going to share with you because we're talking about spellcasting and you should always be focused. So I'm going to share with you a tea that you can brew um, to help with your focus. And the premise of it is for a lot of you who are sketchy because you're saying, oh, magic, this, that, and other, you can do the research, the, um, the scientific basis for the ingredients as far as Um, the mind and increasing one's focus, you know, and attention span and things of that nature, these have been established with certain ingredients, you know, with certain herbs. So you can even do the research just so you may feel a little bit more um, confident about what it is that you're doing. Um, It's called the Mental Focus Tea. And, again, we're going to be working with one teaspoon of this blend once you're finished. And um, it's going to be for mental focus, concentration, 
sharpening your memory and studying. You know, so all those things will help you with your spell casting and creating. Okay, so we're going to use one part rosemary and half a part spearmint. Now, um, if you choose, I personally, I throw in some clove with that, some clove oil. But that's my own personal preference. But that that's a basic formula that you can use. And one part, again, I'm going to say an ounce. Okay, you'll blend those herbs in a small jar, and to brew, you'll pour one cup of boiling water over about a teaspoon of the blend. You're going to steep it again for about five to seven minutes, strain it, and then you're going to drink it. This will definitely help you to focus in on what it is you're going to be invoking or casting. Um, It's magical use. It's used for health. It's used for protection, happiness, and peace. So there are some other things you can do with this tea. You can take this tea, get into a house spray, a floor wash. You can add it to a spiritual bath, you know, because you're working with other energies besides the mental focus aspect, okay, protection, to increase your happiness, your peace, you know, all all dealing with the mental, okay, and, and invoking certain things and and manipulating certain vibrations and frequencies, you know, through these materials. So you have that, you know, and that's just something you can start off with, you know. So, all right, now I'm going to go to a spell, um, which is basically, it's called the Star Anise Spell. And this is for love, you know, what you do is you place a large red candle on your altar. Um, this is assuming that you know what an altar is. If you don't, I'm not going to go into that. You can do that research on your own, but you're going to be using an altar, okay? So you place a large red candle on your altar. You're going to scratch your lover's name into it and anoint it with anise oil, Okay? Place an instant burning lighting charcoal in your incense burner, and you're going to light it, and you're going to sprinkle some powdered star anise on it. You can find all these materials. I know definitely on the Internet, at your local metaphysical shop, um, Botanica. Uh, there's a lot of places that you can get this. You probably can even get um, the star anise oil and the powder at your local Whole Foods, I'm sure. So... Um, don't worry about it, and you should be able to find it easily. Okay, so thirdly, we're going to light the candle and stare at the smoke of the incense and say, this is one incantation you can make up your own. Um, this is just giving you one you can use. Okay, you're going to say, glow ye flame like the fire of my heart. Anise breathes of beauty and loveliness and invoke the dark night, carry the love charm as a scent to my lover's breath, flow through his body and in love's warmth, entwine his heart. Let the anise burn away and take the ashes and place it in a red bag and wear near your heart. Now, you might want to do some research because this some of us might call a mojo bag. You might want to do some research on that. 
because there are other things that you can add to your mojo bag. Okay? Again, we're working with intent. We're working with vibration. We're working with energy. You know, these are things that you're incorporating um, into your spell or your wishes or what it is that you want to draw to you. And that one is a pretty simple one. You know, um, I'm going to give you another simple one. Um, it's called the love doll. And what you do is you bake an image out of bread dough using artifacts of the one you love, such as the hair, nails, etc. Do this on the new moon. And each night after that, until the moon is full, eat a piece of the doll saying, as you become part of me, so let me become part of you. Now, this I will say, because <laughs> I'm a germaphobe, <laughs> I'm not big on eating anything that has someone's hair or nails in it. So what I do, I might uh, incorporate edible uh, symbols of those things, right? And let's see, what else? For energy, there's other things I might do to incorporate um, that person's energy or essence. You know, it, would, it, it really varies upon the person. But for those of you who are uncomfortable like myself of consuming any part of anyone else, yeah, you might want to come up with some uh, some different things, you know, um, that you can incorporate. Because, again, you're working with symbolism, okay? So that kind of leaves the field open for you to do just about anything and work with just about anything. As long as it's um, connected, you know, um, to to what it is that you're trying to do. Let's see, I have so many different ones here. Trying to give you guys the the simplest. Um, okay, here's one. Let's see. Um, it says to attract a new love, you're going to wear Lilith and attraction oil. Sprinkle couch grass under your bed. Sprinkle love powder in your shoes before going out. Put a bag of lavender flowers in your underwear drawer, and you're going to burn attraction incense uh, every evening in a Venus hour, and then you can read Psalms 138. I, I think we've discussed in the past um, with some of you guys as far as um, as far as working with Psalms, depending on where you're coming from. We've talked about the different obvious um, doctrines and things like that that actually contain incantations and spells, but they're just not presented as such. So, you know, some of you might be really comfortable as far as um, working with Psalms. So that was Psalms 138. Okay, and the last one I'm going to share with you guys is a come-to-me spell. Okay, so you're going to write his or her name on parchment paper with Dove's Blood Ink, and tape it to the bottom of the phone. Do the same to the threshold, the threshold of your door. Anoint both papers with come to me oil. For five nights in a row, light a pink candle, anoint it with come to me oil. 
with your lover's name on it. Burn, come to me, incense. Say your lover's name three times aloud and tell him or her to come to you now. On top of, on top of burning incense, put one teaspoon of a mixture of frankincense and myrrh mixed with come to me oil and say aloud, Akamas, Akama, Hana. You know what? I'm not even going to read to you that incantation because you'd have to have it written down in front of you to even pronounce this. And I'm pretty sure if you don't say those words correctly, you're not even going to be pronouncing them, you know, the way you should. So what I suggest to you is that you um, insert your own summons because it's like a summoning type of spell that you're saying. And you're, report, and you're going to be repeating that three times. So you're working with the law of three. In magic, that has a significance, so you might want to look that up. I'm not going to go into that. Um, so remember, for that last part, you know, on top of burning the incense and putting one teaspoon of mixture of frankincense and myrrh mixed with come-to-me oil, and you're going to say aloud your personal summoning incantation. So Now, according to this, your lover will come to see you call or contact you in some manner. It never fails. I have personally done this one, and it does. it's worked for me every time. Um, again, it's not about manipulating someone's free will. You're working already with an energy that should exist. Okay? And basically what you're doing is kind of helping something along. Sometimes people get confused. They get sidetracked. Um, you have unnatural blockage going on. So you're kind of, what you're trying to do is work with the energies in your own will, you know, your own energy and bring all that into accordance and harmony so that you can get a certain type of result. Those are, for the most part. Um, I find with myself that Whenever I'm reading a book regarding spells and things of that nature, at some point I always have to change something so that it suits me more. It's like putting my signature energy on it, and the fact that it comes from you makes it all the more tailored for you. So I personally think that it increases your chances of success, you know, and that's what you want with your spell casting. So we're working with a combination of many things. Do your research. Do your studies. There's nothing wrong with um, working with an already created book of shadows or book of spells or incantations um, and formulas. All these things are great. Um, utilizing the natural resources around you, including moon phases and planetary alignments and things of that nature. All this stuff helps, but never lose sight of the magic that resides within you. And that's what you're going to be using to power. It's going to be the basis for any type of work that you're trying to do. Everything else is secondary. With your magic, everything else is secondary. You are the primary. And you have to keep that in mind you know, and be be aware of creating a hospitable environment in which you create. So you want to make sure things are clean. You want to make sure that you are protected. Um, 
you want to reduce any type of contaminants that might, you know, hinder or alter your spells and your work and things of that nature. And um, I think if you keep all that stuff in mind, you should be successful. You know, be balanced, body, mind, soul, spirit. You know, try to have everything aligned as best as you can. Um, It's not that you will not be successful if those things, you know, if you don't have those things, but they greatly increase it, you know, and they give you your best results. Um, With that said, we're not going to be too long with this show this evening. Um, Tomorrow, hopefully, I mean tomorrow, next week, hopefully I have some things for you. Um, I want to let you know, as usual, you can contact me via Facebook. Um, You can reach me at Nadia Amunet Hotep Clayhorst. And I also reach me now um, through the Yoruba House of Worship, um, you know, with um, as far as getting um, work done. It can be through the metaphysical products that I create or reading, stream interpretation, tarot, just about anything, you name it. You know, once you get in contact with me, we would set up um, an appointment and we would go from then. Um, And recently, a new page was created so that I can be contacted and, um, and we'll be able to be sharing. Hold on one moment. I'm pulling that up. Um, I'm a little out of it, everyone, because I've been not only nursing myself back from a cold, but I am also nursing my children, not getting much rest. You know, it's it's all a, a, a process. So I've been a little under the weather, so to say, and I'm pretty tired. So that's why I'm sounding so, like, out of it. So bear with me. Um, okay, let's see. Mm. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay, it's called Dawn of Divinity. And on that page, I'm going to be, um, it's, in a, it's in the works now as far as being developed, but on that page, and this is Facebook, Dawn of Divinity, it's a group, um, I'm going to be posting my products and just sharing with you guys different things that pertain to everyday magic and awakening the, you know, that divine aspect of ourselves. Confused, I don't consider myself um, quote unquote uh, divinity, like as far as being worshipped or that type of thing. The concept of the title is the awakening, the dawning of us coming in contact with our divine selves and our abilities. So that's what's um, behind that. And again, you can contact me um, through those different ways. Um, with that said, I'm going to wish you all. Love and light, and I'm glad you were able to tune in for today. 
um, and you can check the posts on those pages um, to see what's coming up next or, you know, regarding the show for next week, maybe to line up the topics and things of that nature. I also want to share with you, you can go to www.youngliving.org backslash Nadia Clayhar. Through that link, you can have access to some of the therapeutic-grade oils um, to use in your different work, in your different um, spiritual work. And the reason I recommend that, um, not only because, of course, it's through my link, but I recommend it to you because it's the safest. You have the the most information. It tells you how you can use things, if these oils are edible, if they are, how you can take them. Um, which all help you in creating your own concoctions and and things of that nature. You know, for those of us who can't always get out and get access to certain materials, um, I think one of the best parts is I'm having the essential oil of that plant or herb, you know, or what have you. So, okay. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. I want to send love and light out to all of you. Um, Be safe and um, peace and prosperity, and we will speak again on Thursday, next Thursday. You know, if anything comes up in between then, I'll post it so you'll have some type of notice. Inbox me if you need anything or you have any questions. Peace, love, and light. Thanks. Peace and love. Peace and love.